Wakey, wakey, Iggy, biggy. It's the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Coast Morning Show, <laughs> Left Coast Edition. Are, we, are, we, are you sure we're on the air? We are on the air. I forgot to plug in your. I, I didn't the, hear anything. Yeah, ding, it's playing ding, right now because ding, you're. Ding. You, I forgot a cable. Um, but we are live. Good morning, everybody. I don't Welcome. hear anything in my headphones. Right, because I Good forgot morning. a cable. So if, give me a second. I'll put, get the cable in. So I don't get to. I don't get to listen to our own show. No, you, you, that's heartbreaking. You get in a second. If you, am I that unimportant to you? Right, Marty, where are you introduce yourselves. <laughs> it's that was Bill and Marty having one of the lava spits. Uh, one of our uh, classic comedic exchanges. <laughs> now Marty's super stressed out. I want because now when I interrupt him when he's talking politics, he'll get super pissed off right away. I want everybody to know that Bill is growing the hair on his face again. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Giselle and Bill, and, and look, I'm Marty. Good, by the way, good morning. If and you it just happened look to be really on the nice. Smodcast oh, thank you. Uh, network. Growing it for what We're, do they call Movember? Uh, no, I just hate being clean shaven. Oh. I've always hated it. I don't like it. Uh, but I needed to shave for a job, so. And now, but back. you you trim because mm-hmm. it's all the so hairs I can see is the same length. Yeah, I use. Uh, I have a fairly expensive beard trimmer, but ironically, for as much as it cost, it buzzed me a little close here on the right. I don't know if you can see. That is. This ironic. is a little good, patch. good podcast That's here. Very I'm you, being very descriptive. I just listened on the radio at NPR. Someone was taking out their wallet and showing a piece of leather. And because the guy described it, it didn't suck. So, I mean, it sucked because it was NPR and everything's super fucking twee. But it, the, I, the images were still there. And mm-hmm. so I, I was very, very descriptive. Um, Mr. Cynic. No, I'm, I'm, I was being very honest. Um, but in my field, I have to have consistent facial hair. So I we got the do expensive clippers. A, a, well, apparently not expensive enough because there's a weird bald patch on your chin. I know, but and they were really, really expensive, and now I'm kind of pissed off about it. Looking at your weird And it's bald not a patch. bald patch it for looks, the listeners at home. It is, there is less hair in uh, one small patch than pretty, the rest of my face. It's very, very glaring right now. I think it's reminiscent of Harrison Ford's scar. I'm not going to be able to do the podcast makes properly handsome. because I just keep focusing on You've never on done that. the podcast no, know, properly. But now I have an excuse. You. You and your shitty beard trimmer. All I am to anyone is a fucking excuse. Uh, we do a morning show every Tuesday. If and we're better than the East the Coast. Time. Well, I don't know about that. I do. That's why I said it. We're better than the... Fuck the East Coast! All right. Well, last weekend was uh, voting day. Did you vote? Election day? I did. Actually, a bunch of my, fr- a bunch of my friends, a handful of friends, uh, got together and had one of those voting parties where everyone takes... Uh, a, a prop an or, or an no. issue or a candidate and speaks on both sides, tries to speak open-mindedly on both sides and then sort of gives where they're leaning and why, but not it, 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 they're not coming from an assumption of everybody being, in, being uh, of the same mind politically. We were talking about that last week as a way to make a, a participation in democracy more popular and mm-hmm. I was saying what about a party and that it's just that's a really good idea yeah. how many of you did, did there did were you? maybe eight eight or nine of us did you have snacks you know we had uh, pizza what kind uh, there was a cheese pizza there was something somebody had a gluten thing so there was some bullshit pizza oh they, there you go <laughs> someone had a gluten beers thing. and wine and everybody everybody presented I oh, was presenting yeah. on um L.A. County Sheriff, so I dressed up as a sheriff. 
Uh huh. That make it a little more fun for me. Boy, he's bad news. Yeah. Um, Did yeah. he win? No, he lost. He didn't have a chance oh. in hell. Yeah, but he was he was mired by scandal. He almost lost in the prime. I mean, the the uh, Irish fellow that won almost won it in the primary outright. Right. Well, this was the lowest voter turnout in a national election really? in 72 years. Yeah. Really? You know, last week when you were saying something like 46%, I did not have a reference and I thought, oh, well, that's good. No, it turned out that's really bad. Yeah. And it was actually it was ended lower. up being 36. Yeah. 36.5%. Yeah. At a time when we're the most divided, the most angry, the most self righteous, were the least present at the polls. That's ridiculous. Um, well, I mean, you could argue that the conservatives were very self-righteous and, and they did show. Everybody I know is fucking self-righteous. I right. think this is a self-righteous, so loudmouth country, well, and the fact that they're not backing it up at the polls makes me so fucking angry. If, yeah. So the Senate went Republican. That's the big news. And if you didn't vote last week, you're to blame. Um, <laughs> unless you're a Republican, and thank you for not voting. <laughs> um, but this isn't a death sentence because Obama still wields the veto pen it just means it's going to be a bigger, even more congressional gridlock. Um, anything disastrous that Congress passes, he will just veto. But he will not be able to get anything through. It'll be very, very difficult. I mean, even like something like net neutrality, which he came out very strongly in support of yesterday. Yeah, I'm glad for that. Which is a that. really important thing. Um, so important. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, or else, you know who will end up controlling your tweets? Monsanto. <laughs> DM. DM. Um, <laughs> But sure enough, Ted Cruz <laughs> tweeted out that... We were talking about that last week. Ah, I missed it. Ted Cruz came out and called net neutrality... Don't say it. I don't want you to say it. And here's why. Before you say it, let me tell you why you okay. should not say it. Because... You know he's going to say it, though. I don't want him to say it. But he's going to. Okay, but just give me a moment. Can, 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 can I finish? Can, can, can she finish? <laughs> can she finish? <laughs> Call back. <laughs> can I finish? Um... <laughs> Because even by us saying, oh, Ted Cruz should not have said that and that's really bad and he have a bad point of view, we're just perpetuating it. And so let us just talk about how important net neutrality is well, and not give any airtime to what Ted Cruz say. That's what I really think. Okay. I think well, we should just I, focus on that. My point, You're going to say it, aren't no, you? No, I'm not going to say okay, it. Okay, don't. Just, well, I don't know what it is. So I'm, I well, feel you can look it up. You have, a, you have two computers right in front of you. What about all of our listeners? Um, well, they can look it up as well. That's Ugh. right. They can look it up and they don't need to know. Let's, I think we can the, say that Ted that, Cruz... <laughs> but, okay, here's my Ted point. Ted Cruz is against <laughs> net neutrality and we all think well, net neutrality is important. Right. And it seems, if you ask any individual, like why, like every single individual, if you presented them with the facts, would say, oh yeah, of course net neutrality makes sense. Yeah. And yet... You get these conservatives because coming out against net neutrality, and it's it's maddening, and that something very simple can't get, you know, just. It is really simple. In, if in we Congress. don't have net neutrality, then the people with the most money is going to control the internet, and they're going to control the information you can get more than they already do. More than they already do, and they're going to control how fast you can get it and whose voices You're are heard. You're just mad because you, then your celebrity na naked pics will come in slower on your Reddit. <laughs> I, 
Busted. I think the thought of me having naked pictures is, <laughs> is really that I, I'm stopped in my tracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here's the the thing But that's going to happen: just, that Congress is going to be pushing through a very conservative agenda, and and you know I try to look at the issues individually. But seriously, every single uh, like issue that the conservatives are championing, I'm vehemently against. You know, when it comes down to religion, women's rights, education, foreign policy, drug laws, welfare reform, taxes, I basically disagree with everything they say. Mm. But that's what they're going to be pushing through. And uh, Mitch McConnell will be the new Senate Majority Leader, and he is the senator, the senior senator from Kentucky, a big coal state, and he has stated publicly that one of the big things on his agenda will be to neuter the uh, EPA. Oh Sweet. As if the, What can we do? As if we weren't already turning the earth into a giant fireball. Right, right. And then the new um, head of the Senate Environment Committee um, will be James Mountain Inhofe. His middle name is Mountain. Ooh, is he Native American? Uh, he's from Oklahoma. And he wrote a so book. So it's a possibility. So he's heading the, the Committee on Environment. And he wrote a, a book about climate change called The Greatest Hoax. And he said it's, in, it's arrogant of scientists to think that men uh, can affect God's plan for the climate. Oh, oh God. Goodness. All the God so, shit. We are fucked. Oh, goodness. So, you know, we, had, uh, we have this window to, to, right now, to develop all sorts of alternative <laughs> forms of God, energy. I swear he's not a Republican. I hear really exciting things that there are um, companies and countries... Some third world countries are going straight to renewable energy. Oh, Luna, I'm just going to get to that. Oh, Marty, you're right great. behind me. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, like, so Europe has 60% of the solar capacity of the world, like Germany, the UK, places where you never see a photograph of sunlight in these countries <laughs> are killing it in solar. And uh, so, I mean, there are any, like, we are a country with a giant desert right in the middle of the the country you know we got arizona you've got deserts everywhere you got utah texas california and we don't take advantage of that meanwhile europe is like well you know it's a yeah. little cloudy but we'll make do and in wind power they're doing great too but we don't do that because we finance the government our government subsidizes the oil industry yeah seven billion dollars a year marty It's seven billion dollars. What can we, just the regular people, do? To well, you help should vote last Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Get in your time machines. Yeah. No, but you know, it is actually what's going to happen is these countries are going to leapfrog us. You know, in terms of energy independence. So, I mean, certainly there are individuals who are wealthy who can. My my sister is wealthy. She bought solar panels, and now she doesn't have to pay any. Like her. Her electricity bill is zero, basically, because she lives in a sunny part of the world, and and she, um, she paid a, um, a lot of money up front to. She owns them outright. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's one thing that we can do as individuals and be rich. Be rich. Everyone working get on rich. It. Yeah, <laughs> get rich and then buy your solar panels. And certainly, solar panels are not the the, the be all and end all. It's going to be a combination of. Uh, we're still going to be reliant on nuclear and, and uh, fossil fuels for several years, several decades. But this is one way, thing that we can do. Um, and, you know, wind, 
power they kill birds and solar power is, creates a lot of toxic chemicals when you do it but one thing is that if a if a wind power wind generator breaks it just stops turning mm-hmm. but if a nuclear power plant breaks it oh, yeah. devastates we're all fucked uh, yeah it I devastates keep thinking the of those uh, technicians at F- uh, Fukushima mm-hmm. who stayed to try to mitigate the damage knowing that that was yeah. a ver- virtually immediate death sentence and they stayed did and you hear that moth the, i guy, think that i did yeah uh, w- uh, there's an american engineer who was there and and he stayed in as long as he could and and he i mean and does he, he have two heads now no no but it was just the devastation uh oh. does he have chopsticks for arms Yes, he has chopstick for arms, mm. but um, but he has the strength, uh, super strength though. And of ten chopsticks, <laughs> and he can pick up food. That's now, a superpower. Does he speak? Does he speak in the broken English of the instructions? If you had chopsticks, chopsticks for arms, and if you had chopsticks for arms, you could. Are they normal size chopsticks or long chopsticks, like arm length? I think they'd be slightly longer than arm length, so they'd be like the liquid Terminator and Terminator Two. So you it. could, yeah. So you could pick up the food, but how are you gonna get it to your mouth? Yeah, he doesn't have elbows. Oh, toss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's called the Fukushima toss. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know you can look it up. On, That's his signature move. You can look it on YouTube. You, you, you see how good he's gotten at it. He's but a yeah. hero, a folk hero. So. But uh, yeah, develop- he is a hero. I think about those. But did he survive? Yeah. I did, I did Th- not hear them all. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. one did, but lots of them did not. Mm. It would be terrible if he didn't survive and then he was on the moth. Yeah, that would be a bad guest. Yeah, that'd be something we would do. A lot of dead air. Um, Literally. <laughs> Zingy. Um, but yeah, developing countries are now just going right to solar power. Yeah. Because They're smarter than us. Well, it's also it, the price has gotten come down, and also it doesn't. Uh, you don't have to like build a plant. You know, you don't have to dam an entire river. You just set up your little solar panels, and you're good to go. So it's a very portable way for. In the same way that um, developing countries have uh, cell phones before they have t- telephone lines, right? Because cell phones, you don't have to lay cable. Right. Yeah. So and no one has a home line now anyway. Right. But in developing countries they they've skipped that. Yeah. Yeah. As jo- as joking as if they're the same as us. Um, um keep trying to cut down on the amount of power that you consume and the amount of water here where we have a drought that you consume and cut down on just using up resources in your own life and then Share that, share your successes with the people around you slowly and calmly. And when people say, oh, look what you have. And you say, yeah, I, I'm conserving. This is what I do. All right. Then I, I will let everyone know that I swapped out all my light bulbs for LED bulbs. Hey, that's a really good start. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Not, well, except for this chandelier. Because that, well, but it, it, the lights are off here. Yeah, so. that's true. Um that's By the really way, I, I forgot to mention that we are on the the Twitter. That's at, at Nooner Dan Marty, if you want to join in. And hello to Jeff, uh, Joseph Douglas Watson and Darren and hello, Tyson. Hello, Joseph. Uh, Joseph, uh, would you tweet in and tell us, do you go by Joseph or do you go by Joseph Douglas? Or JD. Or JD. Because that's part or of his Joe. Twitter. He's or JD Joe. Boy 2000. Yeah. Um, and then we have a... a 
uh, Tumblr page that's maintained by Darren and Tyson. That is tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com. And we also have a mail sack that is nooneropodcast at gmail.com. And Michael uh, in Germany said that they have a lot of wind tur- turbines to generate electricity. I can confirm that. Um, and then Jadlin is uh, saying hello from Ireland. Misty Ireland. I was looking for uh, a Sergio Leone quote about America and um, how it's not a place, but a thing and a dream and an idea. And if we fuck it up, everyone else can take it back. But I can't find the quote. Great. And it feels like we're fucking it up. So it was totally relevant. But your shitty internet won't let me load my uh, website. Oh, there you go. Great. Um, well, yeah, I put a filter on it. <laughs> a bill filter. Uh, Carrie Lynn tweeted in a that filter? there's going that she's having some problems on Stitcher. My apologies. Um, and then... Uh, let's see. Tiny Mermaid is listening, as is Jane. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Bill, yes, is was in last year last week's number one film. Yes, it was in the number one film in America. What was that one? It was called Ouija or Ouija, depending on who you talk to. Ouija. Oh, I think I would. Well, if you just like that, if you refer to the movie and how they say it in the movie, I thought that it was Auja. <laughs> And it was like someone's in pain. Ouch. There were a lot of people in pain. And how was the... <laughs> did you get to go to the premiere? I did not get to go to the premiere. I did not get invited to a cast and crew screening. Um, Does your role have a credit? Yes, yes. I, had, I had a couple he lines. A, he has a name. Well, I got cut down to one line, but I had, I had more than Take that. Take out the garbage. In. What was your name? Uh, Hank, the diner manager. That's really cool. And he, got, yeah. and he had a, a fuller beer. I had a much fuller beard, beard. and uh, and I uh, it was fun. I saw it over the weekend in and Cleveland over shot, Halloween weekend. It was shot literally a block away from here. True. That wow at oh at Cindy's at Cindy's yeah yep. Well now C- everybody uh, knows where I live. Great. <laughs> Cindy's is an old timey looking diner that is nearby to Marty's house. That's managed it, by Hank, a dashing handsome uh, yeah. young man with a beard. It have. The angry, is pushy orange. guy who can't take out the trash on his own. Orange vinyl. Hey, I pay her to take out the trash. She takes out the fucking trash. Booth. Wow, he's still It's, it's a one-to-one relationship here. I'm, it's not I'm, fucking complicated. I'm believing it. <laughs> I have to say... Um, there were a couple of scenes that actually established me a little bit more, so it wasn't as random. It wasn't like, oh, Bill's now telling one of the lead actresses to do something, and then you never see him again. But uh, I have to say, sitting in the movie theater with my brother waiting for the line to come, knowing that it was in the movie, because I knew the composer, and he, he confirmed that I was still in the movie. Uh, it, was, it was a trip. It when was a lot you, of fun. When you was there at the movie theater, did you, was you kind of uh, secretly, shyly, like humble brag, looking around to right. see if anybody recognized right, right, right. you? Uh, uh, what the no, line said, like, was that said, didn't occur to me. Like, like, did you around? kind of look around? It didn't occur to me to do that. Oh, that guy's really good. My brother, <laughs> my brother did the mother thing where it was like, as we're buying tickets, well, he's in it, you know. And the person behind the counter was like, I don't fucking want to be here. I don't fucking care. Uh, and then he took my picture. Um, I think I tweeted it out. I'm not sure. But he took my picture with a giant tub of popcorn. I, I don't eat popcorn, but his girlfriend got you it. You don't eat popcorn? I don't like popcorn. It makes me sick to my stomach. That's so uh, wait, wait. All popcorn or just movie theater? Uh, I haven't experimented across the board with popcorn. I just What about tortillas? It. Tortillas. I eat corn and corn-based products, but 
popcorn, which is just makes me cold. feel gross. I just don't like it. Okay, it hurts my stomach. interesting. It's, it's too funny. much air. Uh, Helmut don't like rice. Ah, so I you, you would just, die if I didn't eat rice. You love rice. Yes, rice, pasta, corn on the cob, even. Oh, not cream corn. But uh, he took my picture in front of the poster in the theater, and that was fun. I mean, it's embarrassing, but it's fun. Uh, are you going to... And then I'm in a movie. I mean, it's great. how can I complain? I was in a movie. It's really um, great. Ritzberger, at Ritzberger, says, I pee in the yard so I don't have to flush the loo. Ooh. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done, Ritzberger. Yeah, I would love to get a, a uh, um, composting toilet. That would be awesome. Oh, uh, the, I'm curious about that. Do it smell? Uh, no, no. What um, do you, uh, what do you put in there to keep it from smell? You put in uh, sod like cedar flakes. Oh, cedar. Yeah, but it don't smell like cedar and poo. It just no. smell like cedar. Actually, yeah. And it, it, we when we went camping, um, well, you weren't at this one, but up up at Pear Lake. You know, in Sequoia. oh yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, they have these composting toilets where you just you have a big bin of. Of, of cedar, I remember and you, that. And it doesn't smell at, at all. It's like surprising. One time I was at uh, the other Putak lake. with the, Marty and Giselle. <laughs> the other lake that is right next to Pear Lake over the ridge. Yeah, Emerald. Is Emerald it? Lake. Yeah. I've been to Emerald Lake and they have the same thing. You went skinny s- dipping in there. Did, uh, you? Did you? Helmut went skinny. We went, uh, yeah, I guess maybe that we do. Uh Michael says we that we found Ouija, a secret lake. Ouija comes from the French and German, yes. So it should be we, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Yes, yes. See, hey, yes. I wanted to let you know yes, that when the time is right, I brought in a topic to talk about. We, oui, yeah. Ooh. I found the Sergio Leone quote, even though the moment may have passed. Oh, go ahead. Would we like to hear it? Yeah. Yes. We, oui, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's Sergio Leone's accent? No, don't give him a voice. You know, I don't care what he has to say about net neutrality. <laughs> it's Leone. an important thing, and we should just leave it at that. Uh, where is it? Um, America was something dreamed by philosophers, vagabonds, and the wretched of the earth way before it was discovered by Spanish ships and populated by colonies from all over the world. The Americans have only rented it temporarily. If they don't behave well... If the mythical level is lowered, if their movies don't work anymore and history takes on an ordinary day-to-day quality, then we can always evict them or discover another America. The contract can always be withheld. That's a little bit deep for me. I, I kind I like of it. didn't get it. Yeah. Can you give an, a little explanation like at your, like at your party? Like at your you're not, you don't have headphones on, so you're missing this right now. Oh, what is it called? It's not related to anything we were just discussing, but no. Is it good music? <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. That was a very. That's a great quote. Actually, that is a really good quote. It does. Um, just it just makes me feel like America not- isn't isn't a border. It's not a race. It's not an ethnicity. It's it's an ideal. And the more we fuck it up, the less America we are. But yeah, and I think m- yeah. and America can just what we're supposed to be, what we could be, the greatness of our potential can can has gone away and can it be somewhere else. Right. It's not. We it, don't it, own it. And we and but we have this expectation that that things should be handed to us. Like yeah. if I like, think we're fucking blowing it. I think we're completely. Like if you look in it. like Palestine, where they don't have running water, like twenty four seven, like, and you think in in parts of it, like you think like okay, if we had to live like that, if we had to only 
access to power for three hours a day and water for one hour a day, we would be so much more appreciative of, you know, and mindful. Mm-hmm. We, we're not mindful anymore. But anyhow, that was... Um, I have a, a comment about that. Wait, before we get into okay. too many cooks. Um, but here's the thing. The, we have a point of view about the way things should be. And the people who have the opposite point of view feel just as strongly about the way things should be. And so we're just getting mired in arguing because both sides feel equally strongly that the other side is ruining it. And 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 so we just are fighting and fighting. I don't know what to do about it, but we have, at the very least, to learn to compromise and communicate. Yeah, the the problem is that like there was a study just done at Duke about how people um, just refuse to, if they don't believe in something, if you present them with evidence, they, then they won't say. Then they'll say that the problem is not big. Or I mean, the, people are fixed in their thinking. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what we have to right. address. So that's why it's very I'm not blaming it on the Republicans. No, no, it's no. the I'm fixation. Not in my heels we have to become unfixated and take right. on the other person's point of view. Really listen to it, believe it, consider it, and compromise. The right? art of listening is dead. What? It's just dead. What is? I get it. That's <laughs> good. Thank you. That's very good. <laughs> Uh, I, I, <laughs> a, that was from the comedy circuit. We got some stand, Giselle stand up last week. The cat skills. Um, <laughs> she, she, she brought I in did. some. I brought in some of my terrible standing up comedy. Excellent. Um, uh, one of the best lessons I ever had uh, was in high school at a small program out, out of Milton Academy in Berkshire, Vermont. It's called the Mountain School. You go for a semester of your junior year, you work on an organic farm, and you um, take classes in transcendentalism and you go on hikes in the woods and blah, blah, blah. it's all it's actually way more hippy dippy than i realized and than i am but it's a fascinating experience but one of the one of the, the things that they really taught us was listening they pointed out that most people just listen long enough to hear to come up with what they want to say mm-hmm. and then as soon as they have what they want to say they've stopped listening um or if you're actually having an argument where you, you were on opposite sides you're only listening long enough to find a hole to blow up yeah. Uh, and you're not actually listening to the content. And he, he did a, uh, a a visual lesson where there was this huge picture window looking out on the gorgeous Berkshire Vermont mountains or hills or whatever the fuck was up there. And um, he stood at one corner, say the right corner of the window, and looked out and said, wow, this is the best view of the valley. This is definitely the best view of the valley. It couldn't possibly be any better than this. And then he walked over to the left side and said, and the other person is standing here and saying, no, no, this... This is where you really want to see the valley from. This is the best view. And they'll stand at opposite corners making their argument instead of just walking from the left corner to the right and going, oh, you know what? This actually is a nicer view. Now that I see it, now that I'm standing here in your shoes seeing what you were seeing, you're right. This is a nicer view. Or walking into their shoes, seeing their view and saying, no, I think I'm still right. I, I think it is better on the left. You know, and he just did that sort of physical, visual. I... Uh, exercise and I thought wow fuck I, I really don't know how to listen I stopped listening to you about two thirds into that little story fair enough I had decided what I wanted to say <laughs> no <laughs> and uh, also we got the point <laughs> no no I did I like it and it's true uh I also think this is what I was thinking about let us say Marty that uh what is uh, something that make you really happy cooking make you really happy right you you enjoy to cook eating Eating and cooking. <laughs> cooking is a means to eating. Okay, let us say I really hate cooking. It makes me upset. 
and, and sad. But I really like, uh, what do I really like? I really like, let us say, doing yoga. I like that. And let us say, you don't like doing yoga. You hate it. And so it, if we was to get together and say, what should we do? And I go, we need to do yoga. And you say, no, we need to cook. And we could get in a big fight. But if we go behind this the names of the activities and focus on the point that we both experience enjoyment that we have in common is a different thing that give you enjoyment and a different thing that give me enjoyment, but we both experience enjoyment. And similar, we both experience sadness, anger, maybe for different reasons, but we have those experiences in common that uh, I think can if we go keep remembering that can be better for uniting us. We have the same experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all human beings. Different vehicles. Right now, I'm pretty angry at some of the things that ISIS is doing, right? But I think that I have more in common with those people than I don't have in common with them because they are people. And mm -hmm. some things make them sad and some things make them happy. And they experience fear, sadness, happiness, desire, anger, same as me. We're the same. Okay, I get down now. <laughs> <laughs> There's room on, on that soapbox for all of us. <laughs> Come just, up. Just, just move I'm over. Move me. over. I got something to say. And I keep being distracted because, Bill, your that, teeth are so beautiful and wide. And really? Yeah. I just put I just put on the on my list of things to do go to the dentist because I started worrying oh. that they're not. That they're what? I don't know. Not what? Right. But What's the, wrong with them? Let me see. I don't know. I just feel... I, They're beautiful. Are you kidding? I, no, seriously. They I'm are not really... having a very confident week. Oh. Well, he does have that bald patch on his chin. So. It's not bald. It's just well, lighter. Just saying it's from lighter. here. It, from I here. look like Harrison Ford. From here, it's like shining. Um, <laughs> you look like Harrison Ford's Ford. <laughs> it's so shiny. But your teeth, I'm telling you, don't believe your brain. Believe me, because your teeth are beautiful. Oh, thank You're you. beautiful. You know this. I, I, well, whatever. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Not whatever. Thank you. Um, before we go on to Too Many Cooks, uh, especially out of context, which is just bad radio, uh, <laughs> you, um, you said, I think you said, don't believe your mind. Yeah, don't believe your brain. You, oh, don't believe your brain. Uh, I am pen pals with a fifth grader. Um, uh, I did it last year too, out at uh, in San Fernando Elementary. And one of the things that we did to communicate, he sent me the first half of a Halloween scary story, and it's it's epic, it's brilliant. It's there, it it's got great misdirects. It doesn't have cliches. It's it's original. It's a it's visceral. But the best part is uh, the main character uh, is being haunted by a ghost, and he freaks out at a party. And this is a quote from the story. Joey screamed. Joey's friend Megan said, Joey, what's wrong? Joey replied, it's nothing. Just my mind. Fifth grader. Mm. Already has it all figured out. Mm. I think I tried to, uh, to approach a lot of these issues from a data point of view, you know, from an evidence-based point of view. From the guy from Star Trek Next Generation's point of view? Yeah. From, yeah. What is Brett from, Spiner? From, from data's I, point I, of view? I called <laughs> Brett Spiner. I'm like, what do you think about climate change? And he'll say what he says, and then I'll go with that. Um, you don't know who Brett I Spiner. know who it is. Oh. I'm just waiting for this really dated reference to be done. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your take on this morning show in general? <laughs> uh, but anyhow, that's how I propose it. Oh, it's, it's, it's too many cooks. Oh! 
Oh, uh, so I have watched this like half a dozen times, and it's polarizing. And once I start, oh. I cannot. You don't care for it. I think it's perfect. I think well, it's perfect. Hel- Helmut did not make it three minutes in. He did not like. That's it. what I meant. Yeah, it's very polarizing. Really? I think the only it's one perfect. I, I don't. Like okay, so for those of you who don't know, uh, there's this video. Go on to YouTube, look up too many cooks. These guys in Atlanta, they it they aired this. at four a.m. on Comedy Central during their oh, infomercial adult slot. Sw- adult Swim. Oh, Adult Swim. I thought it was Comedy Central. Even better. Yeah, Adult Swim's got it all figured out. Yeah, and it's just this. Uh, it's a credit sequence for a fictional TV show. I guess from well, the eighties. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very uns- clearly meant to be from the it's 80s. It's very inspired by the 80s, and it just goes on for a, over 11 minutes. And, and it takes really in every genre. Everywhere. Falcon yeah. Crest, Battlestar Galactica, G.I. Joe, T.J. Hooker. It takes in every genre. But then it goes into CSI at the end, you know. Yeah. Which, yeah. And yeah, it modernizes surprising. it. And it's, it's sort of like... Um, Meta. Yeah, but it, it's like... It's more than meta. It's like David Lynch <laughs> with a little Tim and Eric, and then with... 80s references and mm-hmm. it's just and really it's so smart. amazing really yeah. smart very very smart very well executed there was just just completely fearless and and yeah. I yeah. saw some people complain that it was, they called it too many gags but to me I, I, it just, I it it just, builds it's piling it on ideas yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just got it's got every idea you could possibly have and, without and push it further and further without diluting and, the and story it, and it increases it, it mm-hmm. gains momentum yeah. with the with the killer guy in and there small jokes within the jokes yeah. just the repeated uh, fade in on the on the Falcon Crest I dynasty that. style yeah. the that Falcon, mansion the mansion yeah. Falcon mansion and then I makes, love it that. makes no sense and yet it's perfect That's and yet really it, good. where did that come from Oh, that's right. Uh, I read uh, an interview with the people who made it, and mm-hmm. they said that little sequence switching between the mansion, Falcon, mansion, Falcon, that came out of a mistake that the editor made and actually left the shot in twice. And they saw it as they were looking at an early version of the edit, and they said, oh, that's really funny. Let's do yep. it more. I like what you say that it's fearless. That's mm-hmm. right because they really push it beyond the bounds of uh, and they let people they they're willing for their audience to go okay enough already enough already and mm-hmm. then they go somewhere else. I I just wish I could think like that, you know. I appreciate it, but it doesn't that sort of uh, insanity doesn't come naturally to me. You know, I think it is a it is a bit of letting go. You have to be yeah. willing to fail spectacularly and mm-hmm. have have uh, say this is going to be really bad. I do think like that. I just don't know how to execute like that practice. yet. That's what I'm working on. You practice. Mm-hmm. Just practice following your crazy ideas. You know. Uh, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just do them. Just uh, let yourself be free. And follow the ideas that you have. It starts in your brain, in your mind. And for me right now, that's where it's also stopping. So, <laughs> uh, And there's a perfect homage to uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, the first Planet of the Apes sequel. Uh, uh, when he crawls towards the button. Oh. The, 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 the puppet uh, cat. Uh, uh, smart or something. Smurf. Crawls towards the button and puts it exactly my favorite. the end of Beneath uh, the Planet of the oh, Apes. Oh, is it? Oh, mm-hmm. I love that one. And that. Trail of blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so it's, beautiful. Yeah. It's great. And then the, the casting was really great, too. They know? all look real. Yeah. Uh, and 
Yeah, yeah they they great. they spent a lot of time getting the right people. And the actors were really good. They under they played those little turn to camera smiles so perfectly. <laughs> I think my favorite bit is actually, and just because they just stayed with it. The cheesy guy looks in the window with the binoculars and the woman's topless and she's covering her breast. Yeah. Like, oh, God, that's so annoying. But that always happens. And then the next time you see her, she's still topless covering her breasts. Like, right. That's yeah. just all that she is. And, yeah. she's, doing the, the, and she's doing like Pictionary. Yeah. And then for that... But anytime you see her, she's topless covering her breasts. When, like, when they shot that, stick they, with it. they did a split screen so the kids weren't in the same room with oh, nice. her topless. Very thoughtful. Good for them. Yeah, it's great. And, I'm, I, and she's got great knockers. Uh that's very interesting that you say that. I I had the feeling looking at them that they was artificially enhanced. Well, I see. I didn't get that. But detailed. I just uh, <laughs> Bill didn't care. I didn't freeze frame it and really get in there. I did not freeze frame it either. But I saw them and I thought those look unnaturally uh, like apples. Pneumatic. Yeah, pneumatic. <laughs> That's funny. Can't deliver it. But maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. I saw a picture on the internet of a lady. It was a picture of a lady's torso, and she was modestly dressed dressed in a nice taffeta dress, uh, not too low collar, but she was a very well-endowed lady, <laughs> and she was packed into this dress, so she had like a, a big shelf on the front of her. You know <laughs> what is her fronts? And somebody had snuck a little <clears throat> post-it note uh, onto her stomach. And the post-it note said, shh, she doesn't know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning the post-it note, because she could not see below her shelf. That um, was pretty funny. That's, that's <laughs> I like breasts. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's been well established. Well, and then the other thing is the that's... Uh, all the actors' names are the those people's names. Are they really? I, I had a feeling. Yeah. Me so too. Victoria's son. If you want to look up Victoria's son, that is the blonde woman, and you can see her and modeling photos and see VC Fuqua. Uh, VC Fuqua, and then that's um, one of the chefs, the cooks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. So anyhow, is that was that. Yeah, that's what yeah, did you? They want? didn't miss a single joke. Uh, what did you want to talk about? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, somebody said, uh, I would love to see the storyboard phase of Two Minute Cooks. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm supposed to, we might, we're, we're going to end a little bit early today. Good. Because, yeah, I have um, to leave early too. As do uh, I. I have to I. take care of uh, my nieces today. Oh, that'll be fun. They what have, are you going to do with them? I, that's Watch what I want to do. Too many cooks a dozen times? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and explain every reference to them. Um, I was going to bring in this list. Uh, Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to know what I should do with them. Oh. Because I could take them to see, they're, they're 10 and 13. I could go to uh, see Big Hero 6 or whatever yeah. that thing. Or I could, Not a comic book that I loved. Um, but the people apparently like the... Yeah, it's supposed to be a fun movie, but I did not enjoy the comic book. Or I could take Chris them to Claremont. See. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I like Chris Claremont. Yeah. Uh, Interstellar. I don't know if that's too uh, heady for them. Or I could take them to Dave and Buster's. How old are they that's again? 10 and 13. Hmm. Hang out at the mall. Are they cute? Are they single? I'm worried about you and, <laughs> and this inappropriate pen pal relationship oh, don't worry. you have. It's with just, I'm just grader. desperately lonely, that's all. Don't it's worry about me. Desperately creepy. 
Uh, the fifth grader is a boy. I'm not into boys. Well, all right. Yeah, <laughs> stay away from my nieces. No, I read something online. There was is it Legoland? Some one of those places they don't let single men uh. at, uh, come. You cannot go there if you're alone and a man. That makes that sense. makes a lot of sense. That that gives me that makes me feel better. But the one person on the internet was complaining about it. He had a legitimate reason to want to go and was not allowed. I, I can't remember the details. <laughs> oh, he likes it touching boys. It's it, no, it, it stings when you when you. I, I don't know. Like yeah, if you were like a huge Lego. Yeah, well, we talked about this on the show before. Uh, I was in a situation where everyone was behaving appropriately, but it really stung. Um, there was a bouncy castle at a friend's party. Uh, it, I was playing on it, and there were like five, six kids, and then it was like me and me and three kids, I think, by the end, all girls, just playing in the bouncy castle. And one of the mothers came up and spoke kind of harshly to me. Wow. Um, and she was just checking, you know. And that's kind of what she said. She said, I'm just checking. So sort of basically like an I'm watching you, pal. Um, and I understand why she would need to check. She doesn't know who I am. I'm an older man. There's three daughters. They were, they were like, we, we were sliding down the slide and they were riding on my shoulders, like sliding down. Just silly being kids because none of the other adults are kids anymore. Uh, but I am. So fuck you, world. Um, and of course she was upset, but it really hurt. It yeah. really hurt. I, I was laughing, and these aren't my kids, and I'm keeping them entertained, and they're, you know, beating me up, and it's exhausting. I, th- I thought I was doing everyone a favor because they can actually go hang out and have drinks with their adult friends, and I'm I'm entertaining their kids. And instead, I was basically accused of molestation, mm. and it fucking hurt. Yeah. But she, you know, I, I also at the same time, I totally get it. So I can imagine that that guy. I was like, I'm gonna go to Lego. Oh, oh, you think I'm a molester? Yeah. I just wanted to go to fucking Legoland. Like, I'm just kind of down. And I thought it'd be fun to go to fucking Legoland. And I'm not married because things aren't working out for me right now. And I thought I would just have a few fucking laughs. But apparently I'm a fucking child molester. Well, you were inquiring about my 10-year-old niece. so Yeah, but this happened before that. <laughs> and so you're <laughs> just like, well, was- if, if they're going to label me, might as well just jump in. I had a girlfriend back then. I wasn't desperately lonely. Right. But now, now it's okay. Um. Do you think they are too old for the kids' space museum? Yeah, they, yeah. A little yeah. too old for that. Yeah. I wonder if there's something you can take them to that is participatory and creative rather than just consumptive and uh. watching other people live. You know. Bill, what do you think we should do? <laughs> I like the Natural History Museum personally. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but yeah. see, they it's fun, to, it's active. There's parents, usually some sort of shit to do. Some artsy crafts and projects. these places all the time, and I want to take them to someplace frivolous. Take them down to Skid Row. Show them right. how the other half lives. The other, other half. Um, here, I'm just going to show you a picture of the, her. This is her boobs. Yeah, okay. those are fake. Yeah, they look really. They're really fun to look at, but th- those are fake boobs. And I don't, I don't like fake boobs. They I don't are, like that, fake that's anything. That's the lady who was the topless lady. Yes. They are beautiful boobs. It is yeah, fun to look, look at that like picture, though. Was, they had a little help from within. <laughs> or from... Without putting with, within. Right. Uh, so anyhow, okay. I'm, I'll figure something out for them. It, Wait, sh- turn, turn, the, turn the camera on? Turn the no. computer on so I can keep Isn't looking at those? Is there any place no. you can go where you can, you know... Oh, take... The, you know where... Do, are they girls or boys, you say? Girls. Take them to a bead shop 
and get beading supplies and make a necklace. They have they have already. thousands and thousands of beads. Okay, they already do beads. Yeah, this sounds spoiled. Oh, you, um, I should. Ryan said uh, duct, yeah, duct um, tape, good for kids. I'll just give him a couple rolls of duct tape and say, make me a suit. See what they come up with. Yeah, I like the idea of this Skid Row. That's sounding yeah, better and better to me. Row. If they already, real. they're jaded. They're like, we already have beads. We've already been to the Natural History yeah. Museum. Have you ever had a 40 on Skid Row? <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time. Uh, so, okay. You That's found- something you could do. You could uh, take them to make sandwiches here at the house <sighs> and go hand them out downtown to people who is hungry. Honestly, that's really fun to do. It really is fun because the people you give them to is very appreciative. No, that you don't like that idea. I guess I wanted an excuse to do something frivolous. <laughs> now <laughs> we're getting to the about. truth of it all. Okay, go see well, Big Hero Six. What do you want to do, Marty? <laughs> they, and have Why was that so hard? Go to the comic book shop, go see Big Hero Six, and then go go-karting. And can I play skee-ball too? Of course. Yay! It's Remembrance Day. How um, are you saluting the, va- the vets? Well, it's Remembrance Day in Canada, but it was Veterans Day yesterday, right? No, I think Veterans Day is today. Today, okay. And it's Veterans Day today. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, saluting the vets by listening to really sad stories on NPR. I heard that one this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you crying in the car? Uh, no. I'll I be was, honest, I wasn't. I teared up a little bit. I came into it late, so I didn't get the the full build up and swell. I just sort of heard people crying, and I'm not really sure what happened here. It was a simple story on NPR today, interviewing a man and a woman whose son uh, was killed in a helicopter crash a month before he was to come home. Ugh. He was killed in Afghanistan, and it's, that should be for Memorial Day. This is for the the survivors. It was just... Oh, Marty, it's disgusted. Yeah, just, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Any time I start to hear the individual stories of sacrifice and service, yeah, I'm, I'm so moved by what these people do for me to yeah. keep me safe. Yeah, so if there are any people who served, um, thank you for your service. And uh, people say that all the time, and I, but I think it's really... Important, and if there's a better way for us to to thank you, let us know. Um, I get I get genuinely choked up at any time at a sporting event. They they tend to have reach outs to veterans who can come and be on the field, and you know they'll put the camera on them, they'll put them on the jumbotron, everyone will stand and applaud. And did you know, it, that that defies party lines, that defies the divisiveness in this country, that defies yeah. the selfishness and and self-importance of, of everyone in this country and you just your heart just opens and explodes in that moment did anyone in your family serve a lot of cousins yeah no one in my direct my father was drafted for the korean war but had a, a back issue i think uh-huh. that, that he had a medical he didn't he didn't make the cut um but my i at least one uncle and several cousins my father was in the National Guard, and then my grandfather was a, a colonel in the Army. So I, I feel that, that closeness to it, but I just, you know, my mother is such a hippie that hmm. she, I think she would not have been happy if I, if I had served, you know. Or, I have to be honest. I thought at length um, either, I can't remember if it was coming out of high school or coming out of college about, I think it was high school. 
uh, about military service ju- simply for a need for structure and discipline because I, I was overwhelmed by the choices of life by the mm-hmm. by the which is a, a gift that I you know right would have cho- choices in life but I, I frankly I was scared and found them overwhelming and was craving that kind of structure and discipline and I think as a as a, like a liberal like jaded teenager I I probably thought it was too square you know. Hmm. And because uh, I know that there was a, a guy I know who who was a, in Razi, and and I just thought that guy's a square. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, go figure. Can I quickly say, uh, please, back to the previous subject? Ritzberger tweeted in and suggested the Pasadena Science Center for you for your nieces. Is that uh, the Norton Simon? No, that's no. Different. I think that's that's isn't that part of the uh, kid zone? Isn't that? Oh, I think that's the same thing. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. Who who said that, by the way? Ritzberger. Thank you, Ritzberger. I'll look into that. Do they sell chili fries there? <laughs> Sounds like it's Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to get? I, I, I'm going to I'm going to ask them what they want to do. I'll, I'll let them choose. So, but I'll I'll give them all these options and let them decide. Uh, so. You've discovered a new Reddit sub subreddit. Yes, I did. It is minimalism, minimalism, and I really liked it. It's just people uh, sharing their minimalistic lifestyles and rooms, and I don't mean rustic. There was a lot of. It's actually very urban. Just not having a lot of stuff and mm. not needing a lot of space. I liked it. And there was a link to a blog, and this is a list of 20, 29 things you should give up to be happy. One of the things I've decided to give up is articles with titles like that. Oh. Lists. <laughs> Lists from a from a position of telling me what I should be doing with my life. Yeah, you know, that's so funny. I, <laughs> I get kind of sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Some, when I see those things that say, dance like nobody's watching, I think, why don't you leave me alone? I'll right. dance how I want to <laughs> right. dance. A proof that you've been eating a banana wrong all these years. No, I'm fine with the way I eat my fucking banana, actually. I don't think this is going to make my life better. But thank you for your value judgment, complete fucking stranger. Aim for the moon. Wait, shoot for the moon. You will land among the stars. And I said, don't tell me what to shoot for. Exactly. I really get tired of it. I know what you mean. But, but I'm one, curious. I, but I, I, I am also someone who is seeking self-improvement like at all times. Uh, perfectionism, serial seriousness, self-deprecating talk, the need guilty, to impress guilty, others, guilty, guilty. your obsession with possession, eh, give not up as labels, guilty. give up blame, give up excuses, guilty, need guilty. to control others, living in the past, guilty. self-repression, guilty. expectations, guilty. procrastination, guilty. need to be right. Guilty. Uh, pretty guilty. Attachment, the illusion of safety, comfort, and security. Guilty. No, no, no. no. I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't. No. I don't know what those words mean. Yeah. Perpetual connection, meaning to our devices. Guilty. 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 Give up complaining. Give up insecurity. Guilty. Give up, guilty. <laughs> give up depending on others for happiness. Guilty. Give up the need to know. I love that one. Hmm. Guilty. Me too. I always want to know what's happening. Yeah. What does this mean? I don't know. I'm always frustrated by what the, the, the sheer vastness of what I don't know. Yeah. It frustrates me and it makes me feel less than. Oh, you're not less than. You know something? You is actually a little bit more than. Because I know what I don't know. 
I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> give up overanalyzing. Give up waiting, Guilty. waiting for the right moment. Guilty. Give up passing judgment. Guilty. Give but up less the, guilty than most. Give up the idea of a perfect partner. I never sought perfection. I'm so vastly imperfect, and I don't say that self-deprecatingly. I say that just people are imperfect. I've, I would, I've never. Oh yeah, sought you're, you're vastly imperfect. <laughs> I've never sought perfect. In fact, that was a, a big sticking point of of this last mess was uh you know if if you're imperfect you can't expect perfection in life mm-hmm. i anyone. have to point out something on the twitter stream okay darren said when i was asking about fun things to do he said i'm not sure giselle knows what fun is <gasps> darren you have a point <laughs> <laughs> is that on your list that's ironic I, because i feel fun. i feel in touch with the meaning of the word fun more than ever when i'm in your presence Thank you. There's a lightness of spirit. I mean, we've talked about this, but there's a lightness of spirit and just a... But I think what he's pointing at is sometimes... A playfulness that's almost childlike, which sounds like a a criticism, but it's not meant to be. Childlike in the most beautiful way. and In the way of of just being free and present and and non-judgmental. Thank you. And curious. I really appreciate that. That's really nice of you. That's how Uh, I feel. I want to tell the listeners that Bill and I are looking into each other's (laughs) eyes. And I'm right here. I'm right and here. And it, made, and it made Giselle sick, apparently. Yeah. So I does something was caught in my throat. And <laughs> it was my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, your eyes have that effect. Jane is going with her four-month-old son to visit uh, his grandpa, who was a Vietnam vet. I'll and do that. Aww. Go visit Jane's grandpa. And then uh, Joseph Douglas said that... Uh, Feeding the, uh, speaking of feeding, feeding the homeless and veterans, when I was at a soup kitchen, I noticed a lot of vets there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, we do not treat no. our vets no. well. No. And they just come back with head problems that we're, we're oh, not ready to help with. Just terrible. The amount that just die in motorcycle accidents or, or self-inflicted gunshot wounds. I mean, just, just. Story after story about how they're being mistreated by the Veterans Administration. Mm-hmm. And then I heard a report today they're going to try and fix it up and make it better and hire more doctors and have a customer service department. I hope they get it together. Uh, the, the vets deserve so much better, so much better. Um. But can I say just to uh, quickly address what Darren said, sometimes I do get a little bit, what is the word, uh, pedantic? Pedantic mm-hmm. when I try to uh, bring up my little touchy-feely lifestyle. Uh, but w- my intention is to point out that we don't need um, this stimulus from outside in order to feel happy and have fun. We all have the ability to create that for ourselves with each other. And so you don't need an amusement park and a big fancy this and that and a lot of electricity and, you know, go, you know, all these things. And I need, you know, I need a big uh, bucket of popcorn or else I'm not having fun. That that's it. I want to ins- And then I need to make sure I document it and share it with the world so everyone can see how much fun I'm having and validate it by clicking a like button. Yeah. I want to I like to see if I can inspire people to have fun with their own creativity. What was the last frivolous thing you did? Um, this podcast not included. I have so much fun here. Uh, the frivolous thing. Okay, I will get back to you talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Uh, what was the last frivolous thing Marty did? This, I'm just 
every moment, <laughs> every spare moment. Nine signs your life is too frivolous. Yeah, I, I watched uh, the latest episode of Forever, which got renewed. We got uh, extended Forever. for a whole season. I don't know the show. It's this. Uh, it's got Judd Hirsch and uh, Mr. Fantastic. Hmm. Um, and it's. Uh, I know the you, actors. I just don't know the show. Can you give me a definition of frivolous? I don't know. I played with my cats. Uh, I sound terrible and boring. But that, yeah. but that was good for the cats. Something I had fun too. <laughs> was laughing and laughing. Something that was wasteful and oh, wasteful. Uh, yeah, uh, wasteful of time and of effort, uh, yet wildly fun. Okay, let me think. Oh, I have an example for you right now. Go on, ladies and gentlemen. It's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet. Radio networks. Utterly frivolous, total waste of time, and I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, well, there you go. Um, and you were kind of on well, it. Actually, on the, it was right on time, you. but I forgot to turn up the, the, the oh, soundboard. Uh, there you go. Um, it's the top of the hour. And by the way, we uh, you can tweet in at Nooner Dan Marty. But apparently, Marty doesn't want you to. <laughs> Because he said it so unenthusiastically. No, I was reading Darren's tweet. He said that I don't think 10 and 13-year-old girls will find making sandwiches for homeless people fun. You have another good point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean... I think that I'm out of touch. (laughs) I must be out of touch. Stay out of touch. (laughs) Yeah, I... I just because these girls do they're very conscientious and they do interesting things. I want to take them and do something frivolous. Okay. Yeah. Um like I I got to take them to Universal Studios. It was our first time at a, a theme park and they loved it. And you know, they don't they don't ask for it you know any other time. So Well, now you can take them to Legoland. They are your cover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me you in. got a beard. They're like, where's they are your beard. <laughs> where's Uncle Marty? <laughs> he's, just like, he's rolling around in the Lego pit with the boys. You just give them $20 and say, meet back here in an hour. <laughs> and off you go. Yeah. Um, so what was your biggest takeaway from the minimalist thing? If you like, what, From that list, what was the one thing that, that jumped well, out at you? Uh, can I tell you that we stopped at number, uh, I still have three, two, and one to go. And number three, give up certainty. Number two. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, number two, give up looking down on what you have. Mm, that's a good one. And this is the number one, which I loved. Give up your need to be happy. What? But that's the whole reason I read this whole long stupid list. (laughs) (laughs) Was to be happy. So yesterday, I woke up and I was feeling really bad. Just bad about life and Mm. bad about the world and bad about my prospects and bad about everybody. Just feeling bad. And for the first time, uh, I said, I'm not going to try to feel better. I'm just going to let this be. And it was so peaceful. I just say, I'm having a bad day today. I still did all the things that I needed to do. But I just went through the day with sort of a downcast feeling. And then the peace that it gave me made it really easy uh, to come out of it when you all came over for dinner. We had our writer group meeting Mm. dinner last night, so everybody came over. 
Interesting. So, yes. so I it was really nice essential. to just let myself be unhappy for the day. That's what we were talking about um, when uh, one of the listeners just got his heart broken and, and, and sounded like he was in a terrible state. And he was asking for advice, and we pretty much said that. Let it happen. It's okay that you feel terrible. Don't stifle it. Don't try to move on really quickly. Just It's okay to not be okay. Um, any? Are, are you dating at all? I I am. It's confusing me. Um, I am. I'm finding myself. Uh, you know, when your face change, sometimes you cling to what you had before because you're panicking over the state of change. So, uh, ironically enough, in dating, I'm finding myself just as sad and just as angry and just as confused about having been hurt and broken up with. Um, and I'm having. I'm 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 watching myself do it, which is nice. Um, but I'm clinging a bit to the heartbreak mm. instead of letting go of it to, uh, to, to be able to move on. And, and I'm also trying to be very cautious. I think we spoke about this last year and it's certainly less so an issue this year, but I don't want to just crash into people because I'm lonely or take advantage of, of somebody's interest in me because I can say the right things or maybe they see something in me. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to be clear headed if I'm going to be dating. Um, cause I, and I'm, I don't know how clear-headed I am, so I'm, I'm not sure I should like, be dating. It's interesting, like, dating is, a, is like a trigger nowadays for you, for the bad feelings of mm -hmm. the last time you... Well, and the other thing is, I've never, I've never been someone who traditionally dates. I've never been someone who asks to be set up with friends or sees a woman and, and you know, can I get your number and I'm going to take you out to dinner. I, I have fallen in love everyone i've fallen in love with has been someone in my social circle oh. uh, and i've just noticed them and noticed that my feelings for them are present and and i have not been i any of the times that i've been with that, that i've started a long-term relationship with someone i was not looking for a relationship at all i just noticed someone and noticed that i felt a certain way uh so it's it's very strange for me to to have this teleological approach to finding a partner i don't even know that i'm seeking or need or want a partner so mm. it just seems very I have, i have a friend who really wants me to take this very beautiful woman out to dinner and it just is it's this weird situation of so do we go interview each other for our appropriateness for the position of partner I, oh, I, i'm not yeah. seeking a partner in life well I'm not i wanted to recommend uh, pimpingmygame.com <laughs> And uh, is that Justin LeBlanc? Yes, and you can make girls oh, beg to sleep with you after short circuiting their emotional and logical mind into a million reasons why they should. Special bonuses How I pick up an Eastern European model in the day, how to get into exclusive clubs and bouncer game, how to make her your girlfriend or F buddy, the lessons that made me and Tyler lethal at game. So he's a, he's a pickup coach. Yeah, and he teaches you how to, how to, uh, you know, just pick get after it. Yeah, here's get he, some. Here's him speaking. Uh, oh, Marty, really? We no, 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 no. I need all the advice tonight? I can get. Yeah, yeah. So this is him. Uh, you know why? Because people need to know who this toxic person is and avoid him. So this is him talking about. And also, uh, I tried it last week and it worked. Pick, picking up women in Japan in Tokyo. And this is, he's from LA. I do find Japanese women lovely. Okay, here's what he I says. find all women here's lovely. Here's what he says. I like boobs. At least in Tokyo, if you're a white male, 
you can do what you want. And that's what I realized. I was like, got there the first time. He's like, dude, just, just grab her. I'm like, just, just grab her? But she's, she's Japanese. Like, hey, grab her. So I'm just like, and I pull her in. And she kind of like laughs and giggles. And all you have to say to kind of like take the pressure off is just yell Pikachu or Pokemon or Tamagoshi or something. So Ugh. that was when I opened. I'm like, Pikachu, 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 like that. So, so romping through the streets, just like grabbing girls. And my open's like head, like head well, on dick. I don't like head this guy. Yeah, dick. no, he's a, he's a scumbag. Jesus. And uh, so, you who know, are those, he, who are those fucking cheese balls in, in his audience who think all this is hilarious? There are a bunch Lonely of really de- desperate people. Lonely men who don't regard women as as individuals. And the, the, what makes me sad is I think those tactics work because young ladies tend to be insecure. I know that I was when I was a young lady. Uh, that guy got thrown out of Australia. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So he, he was trying to do his... He had a multi-week... S- some series Good of for lectures and seminars and they have... The ladies, they are protested and then... His visa was rejected. Yeah, they cancelled his... The hotel cancelled him. Good and, for them, yeah. And then his visa was cancelled and they, they put him on a plane and they said, you have to go. Yeah, and like he, he has all these photos of him like, you know, just like choking women and... In, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, just like in this like very sort of... Not in a... Not like the, the radio presenter in Canada, but like... Like, you know, sort of like a, in clubs, sort of like owning them. and That know. we live in a world that, that works and that it's sought out by customers mm. and but that there are, are women who respond to that makes me so sick to my stomach. Yeah, and, it, and it's so sad that, that men feel the I'm need to I'm not blaming anyone the, for anything. I'm just, oh, saying, I'm blaming the, guys I'm just who, saying the existence of it makes me sure, sad. Sure, but I mean, I think guys who, who are socially challenged that they think that this is the way to become socially interesting yeah. is that but is also really the sad. fact that there it's it works as you said because there are women who need that and the fact that there are women who need that is just as awful as the fact that there are men who feel the need to do and be that i'm a little bit embarrassed to say it what is where what is lacking inside of them that they that they feel desperate for this how can we address what mm. is lacking it's inside a great of them? Question. Give them a sense of themselves and their worth. That's a great question. Both the women and the men. And in yeah. fact, in in, in I, I don't mean to keep making this personal, but in in the wake of um, what was a terrible relationship for me, the, what the most helpful thing that people are saying is, well, what? Why did you want? Why are you heartbroken? Why did you want to be in a relationship with somebody who treated you so poorly? I think. All teenagers. And that's that's so much more satisfying is to to answer exactly the question you just asked. All teenagers should be required to listen to Dan Savage's podcast. Like, because if I had that when I was a a teenager trying to figure out my hormones and all the things that were going on, it would have made me so much more uh, self assured and Mm. and. Uh, not sexually confident, I still would have been a, a mess, but I would have understood my my body a lot better. And you and, wouldn't and have felt, probably wouldn't have felt so alone. And it's that sense of isolation that I think drives people to do the worst things, right? Oh, or the strangest things, yeah. or the or the most. <clears throat> yeah. That this is why I'm always recommending my boring activities. <laughs> <laughs> 
like because like I'm like making things because uh, if you go to see a mo- and I know I know I'm completely out of touch but I'm just explaining my thinking if you go to see a movie yeah you have a good time but it was given to you you consumed it if you make a beaded necklace or you make a painting or you make something you make a, a, a cutting board in wood shop or something you say oh look at I made this I created this and you feel good about yourself I think um uh honoring no not that's a stupid word uh, i think really enjoying our innate creativity is what can give us a sense of our own value so that's why i say if you take your nieces to make a necklace then they won't get date raped look at uncle <laughs> Uncle Marty ate... It connects that way in my brain. Uncle Marty ate the entire appetizer plate all by himself. What, what an achievement. That's what they'll say. <laughs> I did something today. Um, all right. It's pretty light, but we're just going to go... We're going to dip okay. into the mail but sack. You know something I mail sack. Go. Mail sack. Okay, you can go. We're going to go do the mail sack. Well, I want to say goodbye. Okay, well, the mail sack... You have to wait till after the mail sack thing. Okay. See, yeah, Giselle doesn't wear the headphones, so she doesn't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, that was great. Go on. I, dude, it's a song that plays? Yeah. Is it a good one? It's a great one. It's a great one. Do people like it? Yes. yes. Do yes. you really, listeners, do you really like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah Tyson commented Tyson on it. Tyson created oh. it. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, I have not heard it, so I did not. It also it. breaks up the monotony of our voices. Oh, okay. It provides like a chapter heading for, for the dead for the... drone of our voices. <laughs> just goes on well, on. I just wanted to say goodbye. All right. Thank you, Giselle, for dropping and I'll by. I'll talk to you all later. Welcome to NPR. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. NPR is brought to you by... Have you heard of the new girl they got? We've talked about this, haven't we? This horrible someone's daughter. Bye, Giselle. Avida Zane. Goodbye. Avida Zane. Wait, does she have those sil- sibilant S's? She has sibilant S's, and she's trying really hard, but she has a weird Midwest accent. She's trying really hard to do that, like, standard radio. It's brought to you by this and this, and I go down at the end to make it seem like I have authority. And then do the S's. In my voice. <laughs> It's the word I, I, I like what NPR has, but the second she talks, which Those is every guys. five minutes, it's off. I can't you fucking guys, stand it. You guys, I'm totally serious. <laughs> you guys, come look at this. I got some new sandals. <laughs> In a world. Um, okay, goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Giselle. Uh, yeah, you should watch In a World if you want to know more about that, what Giselle is talking about. It's a cute movie, not a great movie. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Murps. Warning the following is a mail statement. This is from Ryan Stoddard in Australia. Uh, last week, Marty and Giselle were discussing the lack of engagement that Americans seem to have in their electoral system. The fact that voting is compulsory here in Australia came up, but no one mentioned the other reason that our electoral system works a little better than in the States. We have a full preferential system for voting. This means that instead of voting for a single candidate, you have the option to vote um, to number the candidates and the number one gets your vote. The person with the smallest number of number one votes is out of the race and those votes uh, then go to the respective number twos. This goes on until somebody gains a majority. Ah, that makes sense. Interesting. I like that. That's how we vote for what movie to watch at the end of the five minutes game at this Cinefamily. Oh, (laughs) 
Interesting. Um, this makes it a lot easier for third-party and non-affiliated candidates to take part uh, to take part in and win elections. However, having volunteered at a polling station, I can tell you that a large number of Australians still don't seem to understand how this works, and are reluctant to vote outside of the uh, our two major parties out of fear of their votes being wasted. Um, hope you don't mind the impromptu civics lesson. No, I loved it, Ryan from Australia. Thank you for that. That's actually great, um, but. I, yeah, it's so hard. Uh, the, our whole electoral system is so hard to change. Mm. Uh, it's crazy that we, you know, shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we be able to vote from home? You know, why do we have to go to a, right. a polling station? That's weird. But but I guess they have absentee ballots. Do you do absentee ballot or did you go to the? No, the polling station is on the corner of my. It's at at the corner of my block. So, right, right. And there's something and about being. I love going. Yeah, there's something about being a, a slightly more engaged in the community than normal that I that I that I like. Yeah. Um, Joseph Douglas writes in. Gesundheit, Joseph Douglas. I'll edit that out. <laughs> Why did he write that in? Why would he write that? I, I don't know. I'm just reading what he said. That's a waste of mail sack space. Yep. Uh, he says, this week I purchased the Giselle MP3 show available at hey. thegiselleshow.com for just $5. Giselle's story is called With the Hippies. Um, uh, that was his favorite. She's a terrific actress and tells fantastic stories. When she talked about her breast cancer, it sparked discussion between Lillian at Lola Waterton and myself, where Lillian told me about a procedure where they can take fat and muscle from your thigh or stomach and form new breast tissue from it. I thought it was fascinating. Thought I'd oh. share. Well, I should have gotten this out when Giselle was here. That would have that would have been more relevant. Yeah. Yeah. As some of you know, I've created social networking pages to document my progress writing a fantasy sci-fi series about a young girl who is chosen to help the angels of heaven battle demons and the forces of evil during the apocalypse. It is important for me to have sexually and gender queer characters, as well as racially diverse and mixed race characters represented in my story, because so few of those kinds of characters are represented in media today. Um, yet they exist in real life and should have representation. What do you think about that? Uh, I also want to thank you all, Marty, Giselle, Bill, and the Nooner Tuesdays Morning Show podcast for following Nooner. me. And my Life of a Modern Teen Prophet, um, that's at Life of Teen Pro. Um, it's great to have your support. And Giselle's tweet to me about how she believed I was a true artist put me on cloud nine. Um, that's nine the number, not nine as in the German for no. Wishing nine. you all a great week. Uh, nine no. That's the other video <laughs> yeah, again. That's, that's if you... That's the that's that's sequel the, to Ouija. Yeah. We are. We are. Nine we. no. Um much love at JD Boy Two Thousand Joseph Douglas, uh, yeah, and people should check out Joseph uh, Douglas's YouTube page as well. He put some uh, two charming videos up that were just, that were really great, just real positive stuff. And um, you should follow him to support his his project too. As for diversity, um, you know. Uh, I'm all I'm all for supporting diversity. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, it bothers me. Like it bothered me that there were no uh, Asian people in uh, too many cooks, but they were casting out of Atlanta, so maybe there's not a big pool <laughs> of uh, Atlanta Asian actors. Um, but it's something that I always notice. I and I spoke before about all, how medical shows have no 
like Asian males in it, which is crazy because I, when you go to the hospital, all you see are Asian males. And um, and as for queer characters, I'm all in support of that too. I just don't have a lot of queer people in my life or, or who are out outwardly uh, mm-hmm. who are out to me. I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, would you is gay the same thing as queer? Because I've, I know a lot of gay people, but. Um, I didn't. I didn't know there was a differentiation, but that's um, not to say there isn't. Yeah. So I guess I I do know gay people, and and I don't think that they're represented well in the media either. I just my hope would be that uh, the characters wouldn't be there for the sake of having a character like that in it, but the characters would be there just to live and breathe and be three dimensional. And I I trust I trust you as an author to to already know that. Right. But a lot of times. You know, it, it feels like United Colors of Benetton ad instead of a real world. And that, that, that feels just as false as everyone being white. Yeah. And, I mean, it's to the point where, like, people are just assigned, like, okay, we need the sassy black woman. Right. You know, we, we need... and so Yeah, there's a stretch there where every single comedy needed to have uh, a weird uh, Indian guy. Right. It's like every single comedy... Right, you right. can't move forward without, uh, you know, that it, that's just so unoriginal. Just be be original. That's why be, I, be true to your world, honor it, and and don't do it because. Just tell the story. Right, right. Tell the story and use use those voices to tell the story. Yeah, and that's why um, it's a bummer that uh, selfie got canceled. Because of John Cho? Yeah, because of John Cho. But John. now it means Karen Gillan has all this free time to sit in my lap and tell me I'm wonderful. I have offered you many, many times to do that. I told you I'm not yet interested in boys. But don't you want to feel wonderful? I'll think about it. All right. Um, so thank you, Joseph Douglas. That's uh, yeah. Keep us in apprised of how that project is going. And um, yeah, you saw his videos, right? I did. I'm back, everybody. What? Hello. <laughs> this is the ghost of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to make a phone call and I thought I was going to have to leave but it turns out I don't have to leave I made the phone call but I don't have to leave um, yeah I watched uh, Joseph's first video I have not yet seen the second one and he's he's really sincere and he's on it he's doing things uh, taking, being creative and he's got this writing project and he seemed just like the nicest person and you'd he, ever want to meet yeah and very productive too writing every day he writes every day I mm. was particularly impressed with that yeah it's tough that discipline it's like a, a muscle that you need to exercise yeah yeah and he gets it so yeah he's really nice Ryan Connolly, our other Ryan, writes in and says, Hey, Murps, loving the show. Missing the guys in the East Coast sense uh, that are away. Uh, Kruger is in, in the France, and Emily nice. is in bed right now. Um, <laughs> and then Dan is in Vancouver, Canada. Um, hey, Marty, remember to thank us who listen to the podcast. There are more than the live listeners. Hugs to Bill. Oh, he thinks Aww. you're wonderful. Stay frosty. Thank you, Ryan, for for reminding me of that. And uh, and the best way, if you're a podcast listener who's feeling left out of the loop, is to do what Ryan did and join uh, the mail sack. Send some mail to us. Boop, bop, Yeah. So thank you, guys. That's it for the mail sack because only one podcaster emailed in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So go. 
I was thinking about the still trying to think of what the last frivolous thing. <laughs> That's so sad. I know. But I think that because um, my uh, opinion of what is frivolous have have changed, you know. So like, um, I I go, I went dancing. I liked that very much. I play with my cats. Um, I go on a hike. Those Did you things dance as if no one was looking? Because <laughs> like- otherwise, you failed. You failed to enjoy yourself. <laughs> I like to imagine everybody's looking. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that video on the internet? That was a really good one. If you go to YouTube and type in cleaning... Dancing. Cleaning, dancing, roommate. And this is what you'll hear. He's... It's a good um, video. There's a guy who's... uh, um, Sneaking up on his roommate who's listening to Sheena Easton and and he's dancing <laughs> in his underwear. And it's, and Don't it's give singing. it away. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's uh, just a minute long and it will make you happy. It's really it's cute. Thirty four seconds, yeah. So seconds. so charming. Um but but didn't you just say that you didn't like that whole dancing that like nobody's watching? Oh yeah, he went, we were still. But she about said it. she dances like everybody's watching. That's what this guy was doing. Get a load of this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I went to camp a couple of Ooh, weekends ago. Where? It was hippie camp at this guy's house. Oh, sounds horrible. Oh, no. It was really fun. We ate food and there was a talent show and we made paintings and everybody shared their feelings. Ooh. And what that did, part was making me laugh. What did you? What was the? Without betraying any individuals, what was the? Uh, what were some of the f- weirder sharing? Um, there was, I, I guess, one of the people's there was a lady, and she was there with her new boyfriend, and also her ex boyfriend was there because they're a part of the same community. I'm sensing tension they, in the in no, the space. but they were all very. They were very happy because they really was communicating and there was an openness and a willingness to just be with what is and accept each other and they went on and on for 20 minutes about how happy they was that there was not fighting that was nice Mm -hmm. and what did you share i just said everybody's been really nice to me (laughs) thank you (laughs) uh i'm excited that there's going to be an evil dead tv show there is yeah starting next year they're going to film it are uh, the Raimis involved? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi, Rob Toppert, and uh, what's the guy's name with the chin? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Um, they're doing uh, 10 episodes next year for, I think, Stars or something like that. Fantastic. Yeah. Is there any times that there's dead who are not evil? Sure. Like the saintly dead or the really nice dead? Oh, you mean in, in media? Yeah. I thought, because I was in real oh, life. Yeah. There lots of touched by an angel? Oh, yeah. Touched by an angel. Oh. Uh, what was that one where, with Meg Ryan? Oh. In the city, wasn't City of Angels. City of Angels. That was nice. Ghost Town. Ghost Town. I like Ghost Town. I li- Just Ghost, too. Ghost, yeah. Wait, they made a sequel? No, the Patrick Swayze one. Ghost 2. No, ghost. He was saying ghost. You're thinking of House 2, the second story. No, I'm just being silly. Um, 
Yeah, I really like Ghost Town. I thought that had a really good message, and um, and and that Tia Leone is, she's a she. Does she Take have a new television show? Yeah, they yeah, have a new show yeah, for her. Yeah, she's like Secretary of State or something. Do like you that. like it? Did you see it? No, I want. I just watch Ghost Town over and over again. <laughs> That's all I need. Um, I don't know if it, if it's I, the reviews weren't good for it. If you like that show, let us know. Um, but uh, have you seen Evil Dead, the movies, the three movies? Um, Evil Dead. I think that I saw the res- Re- Resident Evil. I saw no, those, no, those, but those that I don't think I've Evil seen. Evil Dead is one of the the one of my favorite movies of all time. I saw it in a drive-in theater. In Seminal B movie. Yeah, I'm an Evil Dead two guy personally, and Evil Dead two is great too. I love Although I actually movie. think my favorite was Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is very silly. It's very silly. It does I, not hold I up. I really enjoyed how silly it was. Yeah. But I I like that there's uh that there are silly movies out there and uh, what did I just see? I just rewatched I rewatched Piranha, uh the 3D John movie. Sales, right? Well, the uh the remake of ah. um that was done with uh, uh Jerry O'Connell and you know and uh what's her name? Uh uh Adam Scott, friend of the show, and it was uh, it was great, and it was, I just loved that it was unabashedly B, and mm-hmm. just yeah, had like just bad fake boobs in it, and lots of gore, mm. and very frivolous fake boobs in three D. Yeah, I mean it was just it was shameless, and I I like that. I wish that there were more movies like that. I mean, that it's just hard to do well. It's, I think it's hard to find that that right that perfect line where. It, between exploitation. I like a good exploitation movie. I'll admit it. Matteo Leone. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I'm glad. We're... Anything frivolous yet? Nothing? I wonder how her relationship is with her boyfriend. She has a boyfriend? Her husband? Well, they, they... Did she split from David Duchovny? Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. Is he about. a sexual addiction? But have they got back together? I don't, I don't know. know. I'll ask her. I'll ask her later today when we have lunch. Okay. Yeah, at at Legoland. With my <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I recommend everybody watch those movies. I think Sam Raimi is an underrated director. Yeah, he didn't do himself any favors with Spider-Man Three. There were parts of it. That no, there weren't. Good. There weren't. There really weren't. Uh, well, you know, everybody has their opinion, and I thought the it would have been better had they not had the, the little musical interlude in there that was a disaster is that the one where uh, but dare to fail that's how i feel who's the who's the guy who played spider-man in that one peter parker no no the actor peter actor what's his toby mcguire what oh i'm thinking of the amazing spider-man uh, uh, Sp- andrew garfield spider-man this is pre-andrew garfield okay Spider-Man. i'm way off i have nothing speederman yeah. Okay. No, no, go ahead. No, go, go with nothing. Well, I was going to say, I was lucky enough to see a play on Broadway uh, that Andrew Garfield was in. And it was the first time I had seen him in, it, in anything. And I thought, who is this kid? He's really great. Uh, the play was Death of a Salesman. And he played the son, Biff. Biff. Yeah. And he was really great. And there's a climactic 
emotional scene toward the end where he confronts his father and he's crying. And Andrew Garfield was crying and crying. And I thought, he's really a great actor. Look at him crying. And it's so believable. I was crying. Everybody was crying. And then I saw him in Amazing Spider-Man 3 or whatever it was. <laughs> and he he have a scene with Emma Stone and he start to get choked up again. And I say, wait a minute, I've seen that before. <laughs> I think that's his thing. It's a gimmick. It's just a thing he can do. <laughs> and he, yeah, he just get choked up. And it's his little acting thing he can do. Just we'll go up to him, just give him a Kleenex and say, go. go. And he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. I think he's a good actor, though. I like him. Uh, yeah, what was the Red Riding Hood? Did you watch those? He was good in that. Uh, uh, it's a miniseries or movie. Very dark. Um, but uh, All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap up early because uh, I don't want to leave my nieces waiting. They are alone right now. Uh-uh. So um, please tweet in. If you're not already following Giselle, that's at Giselle Net. Right. Now, let me ask you, because I'm new to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Am, and I'm a when Twitter you tell expert. people to follow me, am I supposed to be saying things to them? Only if you have something to say. I rarely do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have you on the show. <laughs> and then you can follow Bill, follow Bill at something, something Twatterson. It's Tweeterson, sir. Yeah. Uh, but is it Bill? Bill Tweeterson. Yeah. Twa- Tweeterson. I think that's really clever. That's what I thought. Because your last name is... Watterson. And your... Twitter handle is... Tweeterson. Is this really clever? I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Welcome to the Bill and Giselle love fest. <laughs> uh, Marty's just jealous. I'm so jealous. She's my friend. He's a friend. Was. You guys can't. Oh. All right. And then follow us at uh, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Nooner. Or, I mean, sorry, email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Nooner Dan Marty. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. If you're potting, thank you for potting. And if uh, you happen to be tumbling and your names are uh, Darren and Tyson, Darren thank you for doing that. Thank you, Darren and Tyson. Yes. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.